Welcome to Menage of the Mary Jane Maven podcast with your host, the Mary Jane Maven. I am the producer, the hubby, the hubby, the hubby. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Show us some love and click that subscribe button now. Don't forget to click the bell so you get notifications and click the like button on the videos. And now, your host. Conversation, verbal, elation, stimulation, education. This is Minaj with the Mary Jane Maven. When we on the air, it's always a lituation. Might talk about some litigation, might talk about some immigration, might talk about some politics, but never talk nonsense. Yes, we on in the slide. Watch and listen, it's a vibe. Watch it while you getting high, or you can listen while you drive. Just don't forget to subscribe. Roll up, trying to get high. Hello, 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 everybody. This is your girl, the Mary Jane Maven. Sorry, I was acting like, I don't know, when's coming on, what's coming on? I was waiting for my countdown. And I was doing behind the scenes talking to our guest, co-host, as you see here, a very dear friend of mine, business you know, partner, um, you know, a collaborator, just an awesome person for you to know, and you are blessed if you get to know her. And of course, this is Miss Bree. I call her Bree, Brienne from Monthly and Daily, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Like I didn't know that. Uh, so, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I think that you you hold the record now. So, this is your third, fourth, fourth appearance. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, popcorn celebrity, Lisey B, you know, Chaz, she's blowing you out the water. I don't know. I don't so know. <laughs> yes. So welcome, welcome. We have, um, we've spoken, we've kept in contact, we've Zoomed, um, seen you once or twice, but it's very odd to not have, you know, just, you know, immediate where we can get together for our lunches that turn into like drink dates or, yeah. <laughs> or when we're both making a date to go, you know, to go out downtown. And then one of us is like, I'm looking for parking for like 35 minutes. <laughs> uh, every time, every time it's one of us, it's one of us, <laughs> but I really do uh, miss being able to just hang out with you and, and, you know, shoot the shit and really get caught up on um, the industry, what's going on locally. And then, you know, talk about a little haters that we may or may not have, but <laughs> it's so good to have you. I am so grateful that whenever, you know, I, I need you, I can, uh, you know, give you a, a text message or, you know, give you a call and you're right there for me. So first and foremost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for always being there and for being much more than just like a, you know, collaborator and a business associate, you are a very good friend. So 
Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And guys, she has the best parents ever. So I've like stolen her parents. <laughs> time. So hello, mom. Hello, dad. Um, I hope you guys are doing well during this coronation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's nuts. It's really nuts. Like, I, so I don't know if you've heard of a content creator. Um, I've said his name before, Trey Kennedy. If you guys don't know, please go like, subscribe, watch, just binge watch his, his content. He is so talented and extremely funny. And um, he's done, um, he had 20 days of, of content where viewers were able to determine or give him ideas for what the skits or the content was going to be about. So the one that he did today was mom's pre pandemic and post pandemic hilarious. Okay. It is hilarious. And it's so very true. Um, but yeah, you definitely, um, if you, if you take time to kind of sit back and reflect on what you were doing, shit, what is this August? Good Lord. Six months ago compared to now share with us a little bit about how your normal has changed and what your kind of new normal has been like. Uh, since what March 18th, I believe. Yeah, I mean, in March, I was on the go between here and Oakland and San Francisco. Yeah. I was trying to take as many meetings. Of course, it's always best to meet in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I hated like staying in one spot for more than like a couple hours. So I was going to different coffee shops, going to different yeah. places to work. Um, and like planning a lot of events and like planning to attend events. And so since then I'm at home a lot and I've had to adjust to that. Um, and then yeah, also, yeah. yeah, I've also had to adjust how like I conduct meetings. I've had to adjust how we market our business, um, how we present ourselves, what we do for our marketing. So everything's yeah. kind of changed because of COVID, but I'm enjoying it. Like, for the most part with staying at home i like created a little office in the kitchen so yeah yeah so my office is you know where i where i do my camming and or my podcasting and all that good stuff so mm -hmm. one of julian's frat brothers came to visit he lives in mexico but he came to visit probably about a month ago mm -hmm. and we had done our you know our our medicinal to, you know, taking of our, our medicine outside and it was hot. And so the next time yeah. we were going to go, I was like, nah, we're going to our room. Like I, I've known him for years. He's been in our room when we were in college. He's been in our room before kids. Like I, I don't give a shit. So yeah. he comes in, but you know, everything behind me, as you guys can see, I have a background. So let's see one, two, three, two of my four walls are completely covered in green screen. Um, <laughs> My lights in my bedroom are not lamps. They are studio lamps and studio lights. <laughs> so he walks in and he goes, what are you guys doing? Making pornos now? Like what's going on? <laughs> and you never know, you know, it's the time of COVID. You got to pivot. Uh, no, so I just thought it was really funny when he was like, oh, so you've made your bedroom, your working space. And I was like, completely. Um, if you were going to come over tonight, I wasn't going to force you to sit in my bedroom to podcast. We were going to go to our other studio, which is in our living room. But, um, <laughs> you know, with this, I can just kind of sit on my bed. Um, maybe I have one bottoms. Maybe I don't. You never know. Um, <laughs> which is a plus of, of Zoom. Yes. Um, yeah, so let me ask with, with you having to, you know, make that change and 
you know, it came about so quickly. I remember talking to you probably in like May and you're like, oof, things have slowed down. You know, I had to make an adjustment. I had to finally kind of hire somebody who can handle social media. Did you have a like total breakdown moment at all, you know, during this time? Or were you always kind of like, let's stay positive because of course we know positive thinking manifest positive results. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So yeah, tell me how you felt. And I don't know if, if hubby can hear me. So if you tell a lie, I hope hubby, you know, chimes in and is like, no, she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I definitely like, it wasn't like anything with like the company that was making me feel discouraged. It was everything outside, like all of the things that were just happening in the world that mm-hmm. were making me feel oh, very yeah. discouraged. And like, what's the point if everything is failing in the world? If everything's right? going wrong, if we're all yeah. gonna die, like what's the point? <laughs> yeah, if this is the end, why am I like, let me just go ahead and end the business now, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, like, so. Yeah. I had like that moment, but um, no, like things are going really well with the business. We brought on like a, um, a couple more people to help us. We're oh, nice. um, looking at hiring agencies to help us with our marketing. Um, so we are growing. We are doing really well. Um, it's just the outside factors that are that's making it difficult to stay motivated. So like I am oh, yeah. to, like read the news for only a couple minutes and yeah. like then taking a Ooh. break. You know, Girl. not being sucked into all of it. It's um, literally a lot because it's yeah. it's on, you know, it's crazy to me that, that news um, cast are doing their normal, okay, their, mor- their morning, morning shift. So now they've added an extra hour. So instead of starting at five, they start at four. Um, and they go till eight. And then they come back on at 12. And they do 12 to one instead of 12 to 12.30. And then they're back on at four and five and six. And I'm like, nothing is changing that much other than y'all president maybe tweeted something stupid. But other than that, like what, you know, I, we're definitely being um, bombarded, you know, um, with the information. And the thing is that it's nothing really new. You know, I, I watch the news because I want to know the Corona numbers and things like that. But nothing is really making that big of a, you know, a uh, um, headway. I don't feel like a big difference. So I can, I can definitely appreciate you kind of taking many breaks and having some self care when it yeah. comes to the new cycle. Cause it is, it's very exhausting. Yeah, very much. Like everything is made into like a political thing. Like COVID is being like, it's political to wear a mask or not. You know what I mean? Like I even mean, global warming, like, you see those like giant pickup trucks that have those like giant exhaust things that blow out more smoke necessary. Yeah, um, yeah. To make a stance, like I don't know, it's just very discouraging. So I try to it is positive. I read. And I can relate. I can totally relate. Yeah. Some happy news. Um, the gay penguins. I don't know which zoo they're at. But um, they got an egg and they bonded with the hatchling. So they oh my gosh. I'm trying to focus on positive news. Right? You're like, I've been watching Shark Week. I've been doing everything. <laughs> that's, that's pretty freaking cool, though. So that kind of yeah. shows you how, yeah, how, you know, no matter what our species is, um, and even in animal life, like they're not, you know, they're not being confined to what, you know, what everybody thinks is normal or even, I mean, I guess I'm not an animal, I'm not a penguin. So I don't know if that's normal to them, if it's not, 
But the fact that now they're able to be parents and that they've attached to, and that they both have that in them innately to be able to, you know, breed or I don't, what do you call it? Not breed, but what is it? Hatch? Hatch. What'd you say? Oh, that's so cute. That's like the TV show, um, Atypical. Have you watched that? Yes, that's my favorite. I, I love that. Okay, but that just totally reminded me how he was talking about the penguins. And in that show, I think they, they, there was a hatch, like they, there was a baby penguin. Oh my gosh, I love that show. I've always meant to kind of research to see if he, if the character, the actor is really on the spectrum. Um, yeah, but did yeah. you see that um, Netflix came out with a uh, reality show about people on the spectrum? Yes. Love. I yes. loved it so much because they're like, they obviously like showed so much respect for every single person that was on the show. Mm -hmm. um, but I just loved watching how they navigated dating. I thought it was it's, beautiful. Well, it reminds me very much of, um, I, I remember my mom used to be a, uh, like a TA assistant. And this was when I was like two, three, four, five years old. And she would take me to work with her. Um, well, actually where she taught at, there was a preschool. So I would go to preschool for a couple hours then I'd go hang out with her and her students. And I vividly remember, I know that they were, okay, back then guys, we called, we called them slow. You know, you, you called them mentally. I, I want to say the R word, but this was, you know, in the eighties. So, um, I strictly, oh, you put the penguin up there. That's so cute. Thank you. That is so sweet. All hell to the penguins. We should take some freaking, you know, take some advice and just learn a lesson from, from the penguins. <laughs> Look how cute that is, though. Oh, I think yeah. I, now, I think I want a penguin tattoo now. Thanks. <laughs> So, <laughs> Get it, yes. Yeah. Hey, it would go along with I don't I haven't seen you since, but my Dory tattoo. Oh, that I have on my thigh. I've since added Squirt and um, Crush, oh, and nice. they're huge. Like, okay. yeah, the the dad starts on the back of my thigh and comes mm -hmm. all the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and once again, thanks to hubby and my tattoo artist who made the decision for me. Uh, <laughs> But it looks awesome. But maybe I'll add a maybe I'll add a little penguin to that. Ooh. I like that. I like the little penguins. That's cute. Well, look at us. I'm not even on topic here. Um, we're gonna get our spark and salutation here. But let me go ahead and I have two quotes for today, guys. This is a little bit different. I know normally I have one quote, but I feel that both of these quotes are imperative to, um, you know, to read and to put out there for people to kind of like chew the fat on, think about digest it and see how it really um, pertains to to you. So the first one is going to be from, um, you know, a gentleman who I cannot believe it's been six months since he's passed. And of course that's Kobe. Um, if, you know, many of you may know, we just celebrated his birthday. His birthday was just on the 23rd. He would have only been 42 years old. And that day it really, um, it, it just stayed in my mind, you know, he just stayed on my thoughts in my mind because there's been, you know, there's been people that have come out and said he knew that he was going to pass early because he felt like he had done everything that he was supposed to do. And so when I think about that, like, wow, he wasn't even 42. And I get the feeling that he was very resolute and probably wasn't afraid of, of passing. Um, 
very similar to we were watching Vlad TV, which is one of our like regular things we watch. And he's interviewing E40 and E40 said the same thing about Tupac. Um, and if you think about it, when Tupac passed, he passed and then I Ain't Mad At You video came out, which had him in heaven, walking around heaven with Red Fox and, you know, Miles Davis and all this. So it's kind of like, I wonder if people know, you know, um, so it's pretty deep, but we're not going to get all sad here. But yeah, so the first quote is going to be from, you know, Black Mamba himself, um, Mr. Kobe Bryant. And the reason why I'm utilized, why I'm using him is because I, I just feel that we all kind of remembered this, you know, with his birthday, um, we all kind of you know, dug deep and just remembered how inspirational and motivational he was and his work ethic, um, you know, how he kind of made being like a, uh, uh, what do they call it a uh, dad to girls, but they call it something a girl dad or something like that, like made that something that it's okay for men to sit down and comb their baby's hair now or to sit and, you know, play a tea party or whatever it is. And I'm sure that fathers were doing that before, but just seeing somebody like Kobe, you know, knowing that he had that great relationship with his daughters is, is, a, is an awesome thing. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, want him to know that we have not forgotten him. Um, and I am very overwhelmed actually right now, kind of looking through the quotes because it just reminds you how, I don't want to say how perfect, but just how focused he was and how assured he was. And we all should just strive to be able to be just an inkling of what, what he was. Um, so I think I'm going to use, um, I'm going to use this. The magic in life is finding what is it, what it is that you love. When you find that thing that you love, then life makes sense. For me, it was basketball. I love that because I'm all about passion and purpose. I think that once you are able to identify what your passion is, then you're e easily able to define what your purpose is. And then living in that passion and purpose really helps to make your life and the quality of your life so much better. Um, and that's something that I think that he grasped onto very early. So Kobe, thank you for the just one out of like a trillion um, little, you know, nuggets of, of wisdom and inspiration and motivation that you've left us with. So that is the first, um, by Mr. Kobe Bryant. The second is by Malcolm X. Um, I want to give a little explanation as to why I am, you know, using this. And I think if, if everybody should know, unfortunately, another black man was assaulted. Um, I'm calling it attempted assassination because that's simply what they are doing to black men and black women. They are assassinating us in just enormous numbers. Um, you know, the, the unjust and inequality, um, you know, the, the ferociousness of how they're attacking us, you know, just the hate that's behind it is, is strong and it's very sad. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we have had um, another situation where um, a, you know, a young black man um, by the name of Jacob, I want to say Brown, is that correct? Nope. Jacob, and please forgive me, Jake Blake. Blake. I apologize. Jacob Blake was shot seven times in his back um, as he was getting in the car with his three children in the car. Um, he is unfortunately, he's with us, 
that is a blessing. And I'm just hoping and praying that he pulls through. However, as of right now, this man is paralyzed. I am sick to death, sick to death. I'm not sad anymore. And this is a, you know, exactly what, you know, this quote's gonna be. I'm not sad. I'm not awestruck. I'm not in disbelief. I'm pissed. And I think that's where we're all kind of getting right now. And, you know, if we know anything about, you know, a revolution, if we know anything about making change, it happens when a group of individuals become angry and their mindset and their, their game plan on how they approach something completely changes. And that is definitely on the horizon for us. I see it. Um, perfect case, example. Case point of what you're talking about right now is the NBA players set tonight out. That's all they're sitting yeah. out and not playing. That's, yeah. the, That's what I was just about to say. I mean, once again, I think when we first found out that the NBA had, you know, stopped all games at the beginning of the coronation, we were all like, wait, if the NBA is stopping their money, this is serious. Well, look at what's happening now. All these players were pushing to get back to have their season. And they were the ones who said, you know what? I am no longer going to be entertainment while there's the lives of black women and black men being taken just at the drop of the hat. That to me was so extremely powerful. Um, and, oh, that's cool, Bad Taco. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, what the hell? Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Ah, thank you. Who, Bad Taco? Oh, well, thank you. Because I thought you meant something else, and I was about to get a little Aries and a little saucy with you. But, yes, we are about to blow that, that loud, being that it is and salutation. So let me quit running off at the mouth here because this whole situation is very, yeah, it's one that, that, that invokes a lot of feelings and emotions, but let's go ahead and get into this quote, which is provided to us by Malcolm X. Um, and Malcolm X is, I don't care what your thought of him is. If you aren't completely knowledgeable about what exactly his movement was or what he did, um, Go ahead and take some time and educate yourself because he wasn't a bad guy like everybody, you know, portrays him to be. So this quote is usually when people are sad, they don't do anything. They just cry over their condition. But when they get angry, they bring about a change. And that's exactly what I'm saying. It is a change going on. We are on the horizon of people finally giving up, throwing up their hands in anger and wanting to make a change by any means necessary. Um, and I, I feel very strongly that that is the way to go because they're not, they're not going to stop. It hasn't stopped since, uh, you know, since George Floyd, it has not be way before that. But, you know, I think that was like a big, that was the antithesis of, of things happening and people saying, I'm done. I'm tired. I mean, look at, we were surprised when we saw, you know, a protest going on in Auburn. Auburn people, look, people of Auburn, don't get mad at me, but I've grown up here for a very long time. And Auburn was never really the place that you would think that they were gonna go ahead and stand up and stand for rights for those of black people. The fact that you are, so much appreciated. Um, but you know, the fact that there were protests from the West Coast to the East Coast, and even in other parts of the world, it spoke volumes. So it just kind of felt like the, the catalyst, 
you know, of, uh, of something starting, you know, within a week or two of him passing, of George Platt passing, there were 12 more murders, 12 that the media didn't cover, that they tried to brush under the rug. And that infuriates me because your job as media and journalists is to be um, completely objective and to deliver the news, um, not to take sides and definitely not reporting. It spoke volumes to me as, as to whose side you were taking. Um, so I, you know, right now as a country, you know, we're, we're cracking more and more, you know, we're, it, it, it's, it's disheartening. It's a little scary, but deep down inside, I know that, you know, as, as a race, we are very, um, resilient people. Um, I have to say not that, you know, Brie, not that non-melanated people aren't, but let's just say melanated people, we have an extra strength that's within us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we overcome some things and we continue to overcome some things. Yeah. No matter what, we, we still smile and then we laugh and, you know, we are still who we are down to the core. Um, but the fact that I have nothing but men in my household, well, a man and two boys, it terrifies me that I have to tell my nine-year-old, you know, I have to teach him now, stand in place, don't move, don't talk, because that could end his life if he's doing that with, you know, an asshole cop who decides that he wants to go ahead and pull out his gun. That terrifies me. That's very scary. And I don't think that that's very fair that black mothers and black fathers are having to raise their children like that in 2020. Um, so yeah, so I can, I can definitely, you know, get on my, uh, my, my soapbox. Um, I know that with the NBA players citing tonight that, you know, proclaiming that they were not going to play and it looks like they're probably deciding on whether the season's going to continue, which I think is awesome because in my opinion, they, it didn't need to be, it didn't need to happen anyway. I think we can all take a year off of what we were doing last year, really concentrate on us, concentrate on, you know, people becoming better. I mean, I've seen so many entrepreneurs pop up over the last six months. That's a positive thing. So I think that if we were able to just cut everything else out, nobody needs to go back to school. We can, let's not do it. You know, we don't need to open the clubs right away. We don't need to have concert tours. We don't need to have NFL. We don't need any of that right now. What we need to do is we need to really repair on what is broken within our country and with our society. Um, I know that you and I have had very long conversations. Spark and salutations, everybody. Um, and how do you how, how do you feel? I mean, I, I would love to hear. You know, you're not a Karen, so you know you're <laughs> you're, you're not on that type. But for somebody that you know, you and hubby and your family. You know, you have a um, a different outlook and a different mindset, and one that I wish that you could just call all your fellow non-melanated people together in one hall, and then just give them a few tips. Like I, I just wish. Um, so I'll start the question off like this: Do you get offended when people say there is such thing as white privilege? Oh no, like I do not get offended. That is a hundred percent real. There is Thank white privilege. Um, 100%. I do not have to fear the police the same way that you do. It's ugly to say, but it's true. Like, I don't, um, have to experience being followed around in a store by 
mm-hmm. like door clerks. I like when I was a teenager, of course, but yeah, not, right, yeah. not even to the same degree, of course. So like I'm even saying that, like even then it's not even to the same degree. Um, yeah. so I definitely think white privilege is a real thing. And like it's hard because like the communities where there is so much hatred, where there is so much racism it's so evident that they have never interacted with a person of color. The only thing that they have seen is on TV and TV portrays people of color very negatively. The news, it's always a person of color shooting another person of color. I love On Water, but if I see one more black man on there as a freaking just basic street criminal, like. Are you serious? I, and I love Law and Order. I mean, Law and Order has been on for thirty plus years. Um, has it been long? Shit, this thing has been on thirty years. Um, God damn. Uh, good job, NBC. Um, but do an episode, and people, if you take offense to this, it's only because it's true. But do an yeah. episode where it's all about opioids, and that's that there's somebody selling opioids. Let's see what what ethnicity they would be. Like I'm just saying, like let's let's level the playing field because there's criminals and there's bad people of all walks and sizes and ethnicities and races, not just black men, um, not just the black women who are the girlfriends or the wives or the mothers of these men that have committed these crimes and they're staying steadfast. That's, you know, not them. And, you know, their hair is barely combed and there's like, it infuriates me. Um, and I, we need to start changing those, of course, within our everyday lives. But if we start changing the uh, what we put out there and what we portray, then maybe mindsets can be changed. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there is there has there ever been a situation? I had a couple of, of friends of mine from college and whatnot that you know they were, you know, the only you know white person in the car or something like that, and maybe pulled over or something like that. And they were, of course, were treated with preference and everybody else was treated like they were, you know, Pablo Escobar. Um, is that any, has that ever happened to you? Have you been able to kind of not firsthand experience it because of course it wasn't directly happening to you, but be present when, you know, uh, a dis, uh, an injustice like that occurred? I mean, the first time I experienced it, I went to high school right outside of Detroit and my best friend, she lived in Detroit. She's of color. Um, and I like slept over at her house and her dad drove me home and I lived in the suburbs and oh. we pulled over because there was a older black man with a white girl, like a white 12 year old girl. Oh my. Yeah. So like, I'm so glad my like my friend was in the car cause she was like, no, that's my dad. Like that's this my, my dad. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I also went to college in Chicago and yeah, it's really a uh, fucked up. Uh, after well, Chicago, especially. Yeah. Yeah. After living in Chicago, it definitely woke me up to the injustices in the world. Um, I was a teacher and I had kids in my classroom where the parents were police officers. And the way that people of color were described by the students because they heard their parents saying it was awful. Um, 
we had to have class discussions about how we don't use the words monkey or ape to describe. Oh my gosh. And they were what, fourth and graders? No, this is when I was doing kindergarten. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Um, we had to have those conversations with kindergarten students that like, yeah. Like imagine a kindergarten being called a monkey and like having to like tell the parents that like I cried because it was I, just. I mean, like, I'm seriously choking back tears because yeah. I call my boys in, in yeah. kindergarten and they just want to be friends. They didn't yeah. know anything other than that was the boy. That was a girl. We like to play cars together. I like to go play dolls. Like that's it until, you know, and they're sponges. So while they're sitting there playing with their dolls and you're sitting here spewing all this hate, they're gathering that they're, they're, they're placing that, you know, in their memory banks. And, and then all, all they do is regurgitate, you know, what they hear. So. Yeah. And like, I was teaching um, eighth grade when Trump like just became president oh, yeah. and we were doing just like talking about the news and there was, again, people called like there were students of color in my classroom mm -hmm. and then there was also police officer children. There's a lot of police officers in Chicago. In so Chicago. Yeah. I feel like that's all in the classroom to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we started talking about white privilege and we started talking about, um, Oh, it was about how, when Trump was saying that like teachers should have weapons in the classroom to protect I mean, the students. And one student brought up about how teachers of color don't want to have a weapon in the classroom because their fear is that they're going to be mistaken exactly. as the bad person. Exactly. And all of the students whose parents were police officers had a very hard time grasping that concept. They, I it was it was such a like a difficult conversation because I did like I can't voice my opinion. And I can't yeah, be like, yeah. oh, your parents are kind of molding you to think some bad thoughts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open your eyes a little. I mean, yeah. that makes it tough. I, I know that the hubby, you haven't had to deal with any like anything like that because they're, you know, they're older. Um, of course, you know, he is at a more urban school. Um, he, you know, they're teenagers. So he deals with things at a different level. Um, Because they haven't been around a lot of people of other colors, then they have misconstrued uh, ideas yeah. and philosophies. Also, yeah, and like all white people do this, or all Asians do that. I mean, unfortunately, stereotypes uh, they they cross color lines. Yeah, they definitely do. And I, I what what's so amazing to me is, especially you know, let's say kindergarten through fourth, fifth grade, they're watching Disney Channel. They're watching, you know, Cartoon Network or whatever. And, you know, even on a Disney show, maybe it is a Hannah Montana. There is always at least one, you know, person of color or, you know, two friends. Maybe there's, a, you know, a Latina and then, you know, a, um, a black person or whatever. But at that age, they just like that character. You know, they, they don't see that. So then when it's, it's implemented into their, their mindset, that has to actually be pretty jarring for a young, you know, mind and um, how you're developing, you know, your sense of self and how you see the world. Like that has to be pretty jarring. And, I, and now that I think about it, I wonder if that's ever, if that's ever been the cause of any kind of like 
PTSD for anybody. You know what I'm saying? As, as an adult, like maybe they struggle, you know, once they got into work environment, they had a couple of friends there that are black. They go to lunch with them, blah, blah, blah. But they still deep down have this, you know, this mindset because of what they were always taught. So I'm wondering if that's kind of a form of trauma. Well, I was um, watching a, a tattoo show the other day and the guy got, he was getting uh, tattoos removed for free. And it was, he had a racist tattoo and he was like, well, it's from when I was a kid and I had hung, went to jail early, hung around the wrong crowd. And now I hate that my daughter even sees this. He's he white, obviously. Yeah. But he was like, I hate that my daughter even sees this. So he was trying to get it covered. Actually, Reed, it was a rerun. Him? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. It was a rerun of um, uh, Ink, tattoo, Ink Masters. Ink it was a, Reek, yeah. a, a, re, a rerun of Ink Masters. Um, Dave Navarro is awesome. Um, I read something that what that said, like the first thought you have is what you were taught. And the second thought you have is what you truly think. Like it's your fault. Wow. So like, even like, I can't even, I'm trying to think of an example, like crossing the street when like you see like someone like walking towards you mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like, just do that out of habit because like you were just like told to do it and you have to be like, all right, wait, like why am I actually in danger? Like I have to take, yeah. a, you know, you have to like assess yeah. the situation, you know, yeah. and have a second thought of like, am I in danger or am I actually okay? Yeah. Is it so just a reaction? It kind of sounds like your common sense takes over. Yes. You know, it's, it's innate within us that we know right from wrong. Oh, oh, that is such a crazy idea, but that is a perfect example of it. You know, um, I, I can attest to that growing up in, you know, in Elk Grove, I definitely used to have people that would say things and I have to look at them like, you know, that's pretty fucked up what you said. Right. You know, and of course they didn't. And, you know, they would be so apologetic and I could thinking back as an adult, thinking back now, I could see their brain working and like their emotions and they, they were so conflicted. Um, I, I wonder if something happens because I know that some of those same individuals have said stuff to me as an adult on Facebook or one guy, for example, said something that almost had his little brother in the frat. He was on a flight from Atlanta to come with this dude's ass. Like he was so out of pocket. Um, and I was just like, dude, I've known you since freaking seventh grade. You know, and so it's just like, what happened to you where either you you dropped the facade that you showed me from seventh grade through 12th grade or something happened where it all of a sudden made your racist mindset okay for you? I mean, you I were think, like, I'm going to live in my truth. I think that's even when it's more scary when you have adults or even like my high school students that still have these uh, misconceived ideas because it is not so much coming from their parents like the kindergartners uh, that Bree was teaching because all their media is just happy stuff. So yeah. if they're hearing anything negative, it's coming from the parents. Yeah. But in terms of the adults or like the high school kids, all their media, it, it's more of racist or stereotypical stuff that they see, the stuff they see on TV, like on my block was a show that they watched. It's, and they were it's a lot about. of everything. Like we had things that were actually kind of censored for us. Like, I think we were talking about it before. Like you would watch a movie with your parents and it'd be a sex scene and they're like, close your eyes. And you're like, I can spread my fingers. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and I don't think that I was affected, you know, um, negatively by that. But I think that the the access to so much information and the fact that it's not filtered out is what what causes some of that. 
Well, like, um, I mean, Facebook has been linked to like QAnon, which is just like a bunch of bullshit. Like Facebook's been linked to like all these different conspiracy yeah. theories, like anti-vaxxing, like all of the very unsafe and unnecessary conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like Antifa. Like, what do you think they've done? Groups and like all the yeah. Facebook ads on all of the Facebook information. Cause if you click yeah. on one thing, you get more information yep. about yep. that. And like, so and we all know all of us that are around four years ago, we saw proof of how easy that was. We had yeah. no idea that for 24 months we were being inundated with, you know, false ads and things like that on Facebook that we were on every day, you know, every how day they were. Have, how many times have you said something and then you see the ad? Like that oh, right there. Right there. Out. Oh, or when we're talking about a movie or, you know, something like that. And I go like, let's say, you know, that's not the line in the movie. And I pick up my phone and all I do is type in a, and the entire fucking sentence of what we were just talking about pops up. Come yes. on. You know, um, it, it's yeah. alarming, but we've become so used to it. Like I, awesome. I right now, if I had something to find out, I would ask Angie Google, like I call her, you know, um, about it. I've you I've know, always thought that it was interesting that people think that Facebook is not going to err on the, or not err, but be on the side of the minority in terms of ideas and, and things like that, because it was started by, no offense, but it was started by a nerd yeah, that, that yeah, had no very friends. Very sad, heartbroken. He started because he, yeah. a girl broke up with him and things like that. So yeah, it's always awkward. about. Yeah. For I mean, to me, it started being about that other that other side or being like, look, I may not be like everybody else, but I'm still someone. Yeah. So. And I think it probably started like that, and then once it got big, I mean, as you see in the movie, you know, and of course he said the movie wasn't what what it was, and everybody else was like, that's exactly how it was. Um. But I think that as his ego changed and he started to become a little more of a celebrity and his, uh, although he still dresses like he's going to recycle, um, you know, his t-shirt is like a $5,000 t-shirt. Yep. Um, and even if it's not, you know, he, he put that money, that money away, but it became image based. And it's so, it's really funny when, when you said that because my space was prior to that. My space was just more of, Who's my friend? Remember your top eight and your top 16? I used to spend hours. And then they added to 32. They and kept they on added making it bigger and bigger because it started off at like four. Yeah. So that was kind of like the catalyst. That was the pre. And then Facebook just blew it up where it made it where we are who we are now, where it's all about the image that we're putting out there. You know, I remember getting Facebook and, and you know, people on MySpace, I had a handful. I mean, I had a thousand in my graduating class. So let's just say I had maybe a hundred people. But once I got on Facebook and I, you know, I started seeing, I was like, Ooh, I look better than her. Ooh, yeah. You know, shit like that. Like how quickly that becomes our mindset and how it, it's like a cancer. It's like when you work in an office and you have that one person that's just so fucking negative, like that shit spreads like wildfire. That's what it did. Like it, yeah, it spread like the Corona, you know, like it just, it completely changed um, who we are as a society, a society and um, where we put our value, where exactly we put our, our self-worth and our value. Um, yeah. Like also yeah. Like looking at like the incel community, like that is like oh, in and itself God. Like an interesting like mindset to have. That. I, where do you develop like I now 
have the right to hurt somebody because this girl wouldn't talk to me or people never talked to me. Well, did you ever try to talk to a girl? Because I'm sure there was some, some mousy little girl or somebody that was your level that liked you, but because you were so socially awkward and you don't have the confidence, which is what it really boils down to, you now want to have this, this privilege of hate. This, this, it's my right to, you know, be this weirdo asshole. And I'm sorry, you guys, are, I'm sorry. That is, there's no other way to explain it. But yeah, I mean, I think, speaking of law and order, I think that's where we very, very first learned about, uh, you know, that, that group and, and that lifestyle. Um, you're almost exactly right. September 13th, 1990, first episode. Of so, uh, what? Law and order. Law and order. Oh, damn, I'm good. 30 years See? and two more weeks. If this was trivia, I would have won that one. Um, <laughs> damn, that's what we do. two weeks away from being 30 years. And Mariska Haggerty, has, Haggerty, she's been on there since like episode one. No. Yeah. No. Ask Auntie Google. I'll ask Auntie Google. Okay. I think that she's been on there all, I think, yeah, I think she's been on there all 30, all 30 years. No. It started off with like an oh. all-male cast and the Female was a, a light skinned chick with like curly hair, but she stayed in like the office all the time. She wasn't even the one doing the cases. It had uh, Mr. Well, it was, Big. Mr. Big was yeah, the Mr. Then. Big. Yeah, Mr. Big was the the lieutenant. Damn, she wasn't on there then. I feel no, like she got on there like she, episode she three. She's Law and Order special day. victims. She never even was on Law and Order. Oh, well, you know, I meant special. Oh, so Law and Order is thirty years Correct. special victims. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, now she's special special victims. They had Law and Order cupcakes, Law and Order like pet crimes, Law and Order the life, the like sex crimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The real life Law and Order. Yeah. The true crimes. Oh, the Law and Order from the criminal's perspective. Um. Then the one with mm -hmm. Anthony Anderson. The and rolling with the homies, the dude from Clueless. Uh, when they did it from like the, the attorneys, <laughs> LA. Yes. Like oh, good lord. What What's the guy's name? Uh, rolling with the homies? No, the creator. Uh, Dan Dick, Fox, Dick. Michael J. Fox, something Fox. Dick Wolf or Dick Wolf. There you go. Never mind. Man. It wasn't a Fox at all. <laughs> this is dangerous and well, trivia. Wolf is close to Fox. Uh, yeah, Mr. Wolf. It was an animal. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, you're all the guy from Back to the Future. He did all, all the Law and Orders. Uh, no, but Mr. Wolf, I think you finally, I think you've gotten it. I think that maybe there's probably one more season of Law and Order. Um, I think, you know, I even know though it's happen, you know, I mean, even though they say it's not based on true stories, I'm like, uh, this is totally the, you know, Natalie Holloway case. Um, like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, you guys could give that little, you know, preemptive notice, but this is exactly Black Lives Matter or whatever. So, um, 1999, 1999, special victims. special victims. Damn. It seems like it's been her and Stabler forever. I mean, that is forever. That's. Just about as long as we've and been can, married. Can I just make an appeal to the at Chris Maloney? Please come back as Stabler. Like, whatever the last season is, just come back. It doesn't have to be the whole season. It could be half the season. Just come back, and then you and Liv, like, you know, actually get it on because there was all that sexual tension. And Did then they ever getting together? No, nope. I think they came close to kissing once. 
Um, they might have kissed when they when one of them was like drunk or something like that. I was like gonna say one of them was drunk. I think it's when he was having like a hard time, and she was yeah. like, "Oh, we can't do this um, or whatever." It's when she, she had was, the really he boy married. boy he was married and she was like, "I know your wife." Or yeah, you and then he left did. like shortly after that. Yeah, um, love him in that. Love him in Harold and Kumar even more. Um, that was when he had the big nose. Yeah. Do you know who he played in Harold and Kumar three? No. Okay, so do you remember when they got picked up by the guy on the side of the road who had like the like the pussing freaking boils on his neck? Oh. And, that's, and then <laughs> they took him to his wife. And his tried wife to hit was on like bald and shit. And she was like, so you're going to fuck me? Yeah, that's him. That's him. Oh. He was also on he was, uh, he was on Oz. He was in True Blood? As yeah. On True Blood. In the last few seasons. Oh, he was. A he didn't have, like he wasn't like a main. No, he wasn't a main vampire. He was like yeah. the vampire, wasn't he? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Vampire. It was. It's been such a long time. Yeah. Oh, I could watch True Blood again. Maybe I'm watching. Did he leave Law and Order because he wanted to get paid more money and they wouldn't pay more? And I like everybody says, I want to get into movies, and it's like, well, what movie scripts do you have? What, yeah. what exactly is this? Um, Haven't seen him in that much since Law and Order. Uh, Other than been, he Harold and Kumar, he's been on Netflix stuff. He's in that um, the summer camp, the eighty summer camp. He's in that. I mean, he's a good actor though. He was, he's a great actor. When he was in Oz, he was a, oh, a straight gay dude. Man, in Oz, woo! Him and what was his name, Toby? That was the guy's name. Oh, on the show, yeah. Man, I know. Look, I know that I was never going to a man's prison, but Oz definitely was like scared straight for me. Like that shit was crazy. Idris Elba was on there too. Yeah. No. Uh, Idris Elba wasn't on Odyssey's was not Idris Elba. I'm not thinking Odyssey. I thought Idris Elba was on there. Nope. Well, um, the, the other guy the that wire. was on Law and Order, the uh, cop who like lived kind of, the guy that's in the, yeah, um, he was. the insurance commercials now. The Irish dude. He was yeah, Irish. Yeah, the Irish dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, his brother was... Cyril. Cyril right? was his brother. Oh, such a good show. Oh my God, HBO, you've had good shows. Uh, <laughs> so. Really good damn show. Yeah. So speaking of, um, I did you ever watch the TV show The Wire? No. Okay. So I never did. Never wanted to watch it. We're like, I don't want to see this. I've been with my husband a thousand years, and he's watched it like four times each one of those years. So it's been four thousand times that he's <laughs> not true. I've watched it four times in the last two well, years. Also not been <laughs> no, I'm just saying uh, it's only been two. I've only watched it for like two years. I've just watched it repeatedly. Over these last two years, I didn't watch it when it was on. I didn't see it. Well, since we've had streaming, you've watched it. Five, well, six. I times. think Vince put it on Plex, so I think you've watched it three. Yeah, four. a lot, but I'm just saying it's within the last few. We've years. definitely watched Sons of Anarchy. I've watched that '70s show and New Girl many more times, so I can't complain. But um, Sons I've seen like so ten times. He's got me. He got me into it. Um, you know. Normally, when one of us is out of the room for a while and we come back in and somebody's watching something that we don't watch together, we turn it. And he was like, not going to do that. So I found myself just like slowly getting into it. And like, I'd be in the shower and I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen to this character. You know, <laughs> shit like that. So um, I will say The Wire, great show. I get why everybody like absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. Idris Elba was on there. Super great show. That's another yeah. dope show. Yeah. Big Love, another really good one. Yes. Love that one too. Oh. I mean, it ended so stupid, but Ben Love was, uh, Big Love was really good. Um, yeah, so that's kind of off the topic. So, yes, so we, uh, 
go ahead and let's let's talk a little bit about you know fill us in on what is going on with uh with monthly and you know i i know you've um expanded you are looking to expand even more i know you said you're hiring some people let's just jump back into that and kind of like let everybody know what's been going on um you have any special boxes coming up is there a mary j maven box like what's going on i love that um no we have It'd a higher <laughs> I love that. Um, we have a new website up um, for monthly, which is really exciting. It took us a bit of time to get it perfected, but we really love how it turned out. Um, and then we're in the process of getting our other site up. Um, it's just taking a long time with COVID. Um, it has stopped or made things move a lot slower. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're waiting on two websites to be completed right now. And yeah. one we've been waiting like, four months and i could have sworn i was like they bamboozled us you know and they're like no literally we can't like it's COVID. we, we don't have anybody that's doing the web design or whatever yeah. it is and i'm like that's crazy yes wow so it's just taking a really long time um but i don't know it's been really exciting we've been working with um some marketing agencies to start different marketing programs during this time we did um do a campaign on Pornhub for a bit, and that was a lot. Yeah, of I like that. Coming up with all like the dad puns and all of like the little jokes that we could make um, on the side of Pornhub. Um, so I will just say that maybe somebody you know um, has a partner account with Pornhub, and maybe somebody you know will be talking about monthly and giving out her uh, discount code as well. So you probably still will be getting some traffic from, um, yes. from Pornhub. Um, and uh, I've, I've just, we've got a lot of um, different sponsors lately. I'm doing a lot of like kind of different affiliate marketing, which I want to do a whole episode on and let people know a different way to put some money in your pocket. Um, but yeah, there might be some, I, I need to probably talk to you about a couple of things that would probably really benefit you guys there as well, like thinking out of the box. Um, have you thought about starting an affiliate program, like a very stringent kind of affiliate influencer program? So we have a brand ambassador program right now. Um, okay. Each referral that like, so someone can get up, um, set up with a promo code, each person that they refer with that promo code and it's used, the original person gets $25. For each nice. that, um, code is used. Yeah. So, yeah. And then for our social media influencers, I know some of them do have fixed rates, um, but we do love sending a box to um, influencers, people on social media, so that way they can post about it. Yeah. Um, we sent a box recently to a photographer, and she made this really, like, really cute gift um, online. Um, so it's just like really cool to see what people are coming up with once they get our box, the yeah, yeah. flows once they see all the products in our box. You should um you, you should work with uh Tyler Therapy. Yeah. Um I think that'd be awesome. I know. Very get out much, of my brain. Yeah, you know, we said at the same time. Um I don't know if you remember her being on she was on on the podcast as well. Um we follow each other, like we post a lot. But I think that'd be awesome. Um, I can definitely get you connected with her. Cool. She has a lot. Like, okay, she got on TikTok, and within God, less than a month, she was at thirty thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull up her, and then she, um, her Instagram. Uh, let's see, let's see how many followers she has on there. Her YouTube is crazy as well. So I think that'd be uh, really good. 
um, partnership for you to, to work with her. Um, I know you, Sav, um, Savannah, she had received one, right? Mm -hmm. Before. Yeah, we Savannah, I love her. Box. Um, yeah. We sent um, a couple other people in the community a box. So it's been really, like, it's been really great to see what people are posting. Um, the creativity that is coming out of these pictures has been pretty great. But yeah, um, I am. I'm jotting down a few ideas. Remind me when we're all done to share them with you because I think that if you got an influencer from that fit a different, um, you know, niche um, or niche, how some people might say it, um, that would definitely help to broaden your brand ambassador. I mean, your brand awareness, um, yeah. and then just drive more traffic to you, and then possibly bring more collabs to you, which will just make it even easier. Um, where maybe you would be able to just stick with where you are now and not have to come up with like a budget to work with an agency or something. You know, this is just your girl trying to help out, save you some coins. So just the way I think. I appreciate but. that. And then also we've just been working on how we can do more for the community, how we can work yeah. with the community. Um, so yeah. we're looking at programs that we can start initiating that will help those that are homeless that will help those that need it in our community because with COVID, many people have lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. Many people have are in a very unstable place. Those that are homeless, it's even more difficult with the homeless shelters, um, with the resources. There's not many volunteers at the food shelters. No, like, no, because like, people are like, I need the food myself. Yeah, uh, no, you know, they um, want to stay safe. They don't want to go because they can't social distance there. I don't yeah, blame anyone. Yeah. Um, but like, it, then there's less volunteers and less people donating. So like, we're trying to like try to, we're trying to make our company more impactful to the community. So that's that. we've been spending a lot of our resources trying to figure out how to execute properly, correctly in the best way. I got you there too. I already have a couple of ideas um, <laughs> and where you can work. Um, you'd be kind of hitting a couple of different social issues, or at least uh, locally. Um, yeah. I think if you worked within the Oak Park area and you worked with, um, you know, some of the businesses that are owned by like Kevin Johnson, um, mm -hmm. that would be a great opportunity for you. But I don't know if you know this, but the fantastic mayor of Sacramento, um, you know, opened the open air homeless, uh, you know, campsite and opened it right around the corner from Sacramento High School, which is right there in the park. So you know, beneficial to you and what you're trying to do. They're right there on W Street, um, right under the, the overpass, like coming, you know, into a park. Um, a huge, I mean, it's... It reminds me of Skid Row. Like it is very apparent. Like I th they're barbecuing one day when we drove by, like straight barbecue, barbecue grill, you know, but it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, def yeah, I definitely have some ideas of, of how you can do that as well. But I knew that when we, I think it was our second time, no, it was our first time actually meeting in person and you expressed, um, you know, without me even bringing up it or anything, like you just expressed that, you saw, you know, your company being one that would be able to help within the equity of getting, you know, women of color and people of color within the industry. And that said so much to me because you basically said, I'm willing to kind of put my business on the line to help others. Um, and that's awesome. You know, and that just oh, definitely speaks to who you are. Yeah. And, and that's what, 
And that's what we want. That's what people of color, that's what black people want. That's what brown people want. We want allies. We're not saying that it's us against you. Um, you know, and of course I'm not speaking to you, but you know, the other the audience out there, but we definitely want to have, you know, everybody wants to bring in, you know, Cat Williams said this, if you don't have a white friend, get yourself one. You know, I don't know if you guys saw that stand up, but he's like, they will, you know, be on the phone like murder. He didn't murder anybody. I've known him for three weeks. Like have your back. And I, I think it's, it's not about color. It's just about human kindness and people being em empathetic and being kind and, you know, all those little things that we were taught on Sesame Street and all that good stuff, like that's what makes, you know, relationships and that's what makes our society stronger and better. Um, it's very simplistic ways of treating people and being respectful and, and understanding that we all bleed and, you know, we're all born the same way and we all, you know, get put in the same hole or, you know, maybe cremated or whatever it may be, but we, we all leave the same way. Um, so yeah, so it's, you know, if there's, there's anybody else out there that is like, what can I do? It's very simple. Just, just support, um, you know, support businesses like brands, support black owned businesses, especially within the cannabis, you know, industry and sector, women and women of color, please support, um, you know, um, make sure that if your children picks up a bad habit from that friend on the, you know, on the, on the zoom call, I was going to say playground, but they're not on the playground that you you in that relationship, um, and that you teach your kid without, uh, coddling them, what exactly the problem was, um, speak to them like they're like, like they're human beings, you know, uh, everything has to be age appropriate, but our kids are a lot damn smarter than what we were. So, you know, I think sometimes when we say things are probably looking at us like, all right, bitch, sure. All right. A big fat man comes down the chin, the chin of me. Sure. And he brings me this, you know, not that you guys weren't up wrapping presents all night last night, but sure, there's a Santa. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that they probably call our bluffs more than what we think. Um, and so that kind of plays into the world that we live in right now. It doesn't um, it doesn't hurt to be 100% transparent um, in whatever level that you feel comfortable with. But let's not feed them, you know, crap, and let's not let bad behavior um, progress. No, 100%. Uh, like... I know while entering this space that like historically this is not my space. Um, cannabis has been a industry for people of color for a very long time. Um, so like I'm very aware of that. So like with yeah. building the business and everything, I created it so it doesn't. It's not all about me. It's about the company. It's about the yeah. businesses that we're supporting, the businesses that we're partnering with. It's about supporting the whole community because that's what I'm here to do is just provide my resources, provide my help and like let the people that need to shine, shine. Yeah. And speaking of that, you partner with uh, companies that are owned by people of color. Um, would you like to share the, the local um, delivery I'm service that you work with? Yes. Um, so Trees of Knowledge in Sacramento. Um, that is my favorite dispensary to shout out to um, because they are owned by people of color. Um, in Oakland, we have only good weed. We have cannabis on fire. We have green on the go. We have mountain lion delivery. Uh -oh. And I am linking on one of them. And I'm sorry. <laughs> if you remember sometime during this, would you mind sending those names to um, the producer in the chat? so that we can make sure that we shout them out as well. Um, I, I just spoke about this with um, Tiffany Watkins, Lady Canna, 
do you, are you, do you know who she is? Yes. Yeah. Um, good friend of mine. Um, very funny. She's like, she runs the brand educator program for old pal. And, you know, I like signed on with old pal right before the, the COVID and, um, my regional actually was hired by her. So it was very funny when I got to tell her, we did an episode the other day. Um, I, she announced, she said it. So I think it's okay for me to say that she's on the board for the NCIA, which is huge. I mean, I started crying when she said that because somebody that's been in the game as long as her and, and what she's gone through as far as the advocacy side and the, the legal side of it, her wealth of knowledge and her passion is just exactly what we need. Um, so to have people like that, that are able to make a difference, but we were talking about how even though Sacramento is where all the decisions are being made because of the government, we're so far behind the Bay Area. You know, um, they have so many more success stories than, than what we do. And I mean, just by case in point, you know, the number of people, you know, of, of partners that you have here versus what you work with in Oakland. Um, well, are you so many more dispensaries yeah. in Oakland. Um, there's so many more. Uh, there's so many more opportunities in Oakland. Yeah, that they've been doing equity right, you know, for a while. I mean, they've had their hiccups, but they are uh, resolute and they are, um, you know, they stay very persistent about making this equity program exactly how it should be. Um, and when you have different entities and organizations and corporations and brands, um, such as like the Infuse brand, I don't know if you guys recall that I talked about them in the first episode. Um, you know, they have the gummies and the, uh, and the inhaler. They're one that works with organizations in um, in the Bay Area that are all about the you know inclusion and diversity and the advocacy and you know changing the legal aspects and uh, the medical aspects of it you know and so it's nice to have that support and I think that's what makes you know the Bay Area Oakland San Francisco specifically so much more advanced than where Sacramento is right now. Um, were you ever conflicted? I know you moved here. You didn't move to the Bay, but were you ever conflicted about, Ooh, do I really want to start my cannabis business here or should I start it where it's popping a little bit, a little more. And then yeah. hubby has some questions. Um, I to toss up, you know, I mean, you can always think about what could have been if you went mm -hmm. somewhere else. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I left Illinois and then a couple months later, Illinois legalized. I mean, um, just went, woo, here we yeah, go. We like, yeah. I'm originally from Canada, like Canada's legal. So we've also looked at that. Um, but Sacramento made the most sense to us for personal reasons, but then also for business reasons. Um, yeah. There is a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. in Sacramento, mm -hmm. but definitely like um, it's very different in Oakland. Oakland has different issues. Oakland has yep. different experiences. And then also like, it seems like Southern California as a Ugh. place to be right now that seems to be the most popping place for cannabis. Um, yes. I mean, now that they've cleaned up the what 5,200 illegal dispensaries and whatnot, yeah. or, you know, they, you know, they've, they've done enough of the, you know, the, the uh, raids that they're like, Oh, let's just go ahead and close quietly and let's do it legit. But of course, yeah. let's remember LA is so much bigger, you know, it's spread yeah. so much more, but they do have a different um, culture. You know, sessions aren't hidden. Um, I think in some of the cities in Southern California, they, you know, they're yeah. not as open, um, but you know, they're, they're supported. Um, you know, they do a lot more events, you know, um, but I think that goes into the LA Hollywood thing. So it's okay for you to have a, you know, a infused dinner 
because that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's more of the Hollywood thing. So it's, it's definitely easier for them to have, like, let's say, um, ancillary, ancillary, oh, ancillary. Yes. Other businesses, the able other sectors jump off within the business, like travel and hospitality and whatnot. So, um, but I know the hubby has a couple of questions here. Well, I was just wondering, um, one, what does a company have to, uh, like have or do to be in your box? So for the cannabis products, you do have to, like, if someone has products that they want to put in our box, um, right. our partner dispensaries have to buy the product because of all the laws. Um, so we work with legal dispensaries um, that fill the boxes. If someone has, like, a cupcake business that they want, like, just to put their flyer in, just to, like, for more people to see their information, all they have to do is just message us and send us the flyers and we'll put it in our boxes. Um, if anyone has like accessories that they sell, um, we work out deals with them or they can put their accessories in our boxes. Um, so when it comes to the cannabis product, that itself becomes more difficult. Um, but anything else outside of cannabis, we can easily, we work out deals with people to put their products in our boxes. And when you say cannabis, is that flower only or even like infused product? Everything. If okay. there's THC in it, it has to be bought through a dispensary. Oh, baby, you should totally go get the... So this one, at our Create and Elevate event, remember, he made all of the, um, the you know, what we're making, the infusions that we made that night. Um, I was going to say, we go get the, the whip. So, yeah. So the, uh, probably about a week ago, um, for like three nights at like two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, what do you do? Why does it smell like weed? He's like, oh, I'm decarbing some, you know, some flour. He killed it. And I'm, I'm going to show you how, how the whip, um, the, the massage oil and the lube that we had, the double, how it should have turned out. It Ooh. is, yes. So I think maybe that he was getting around to maybe asking that. So for example, so we have, I mean, because this product is fire. Okay. So if we started making our CBD, uh, maybe if we made our CBD, our salve or our lube, we would still have to be a full on business or meet the, you know, the stipulations to be able to be in your box. Correct. Yes. Okay. So if we had pipes and whatnot, then we wouldn't. Yes. As long as they like, yeah, with pipes and stuff like that, as long as we can like guarantee that like everyone's safe. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but I'm just asking for clarification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a kiln. I'm just whipping up my pipes, but, um, it's, it's, that's just very good clarification because, um, if I, you know, I do want to be able to get to that level, you know, throughout my cannabis education. And I believe I shared with you, I am becoming certified as a sex educator and consultant mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, I would love to be able to have, you know, lube or whatever it may be that goes with both, you know, both kind of brands and, um, being able to, have it accessible to someone in a subscription box would be kind of ideal. So um, there's a lot of places that you can black label or is it white label? It's called. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that okay now? Because I know for a while when the regulations and everything changed, they were like white labeling wasn't possible anymore. Um, as long as you have like a license number that like is associated with who was white labeling it for you. I think you're okay. fine, but don't quote me on that because the yeah. laws 
change so frequently. Yeah, like every day. But I yeah. think you're right. Yes, I focused on the delivery laws more, so I double check, but I believe that as long as the person that's white labeling for you has their license name on it, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so um so do you recall where we went to go look at the venue for the Create and Elevate 420 event? Yes. So I um, you know, my 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 guys where I get my medicine. You know, they they hold their sessions or their meetups because it's only them at different locations. And they were looking for one location to hold it. And I was trying to hook them up with, you know, celebrity and um, and it didn't work out. But I'm like, dude, you're passing up money like these guys make money. Well, today we get our you know, where where are you guys at today? Are you having a session? And they replied with an address. And I was like, I know exactly where that is. So if you look up, um, I'm going to text you the name of the, the IG account so that you can see that they are now doing um, sessions there. Um, and it, I went today, it is so less spooky than when we went before. Like, I don't feel like the, the, it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't feel like there's, you know, there's uh, spirits of slaves in there anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's very nice, it's multifunctional. Um, now what we were being requested to monetarily put up, I would try to do that now because that the space, the space is ready for it. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I thought I'd share that with you, but I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna text you the, the name of the, the IG account so you can see, you know, they're doing tonight. But, you know, I know that we've always talked about, you know, doing an opening for, for monthly for, you know, so maybe we can do something like that. That might actually be a good place if, you know, they don't charge an arm and a leg for us to do a, um, you know, another one of our events, um, you know, so you coming through? Come on. Um, so yeah, so it was just, when I was there today, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish Bree was here. I wish Bree was here. Um, but I, I talked to him, he was completely cool and he actually is gonna come on the pod um, next month. So or actually in October. So it's gonna be nice to, to hear his journey um, because I know you and I were kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be here in a few months or whatever. But to see him last through COVID is pretty inspirational. Um, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to. I, I was like, I got to remember to read tonight. So um, this is, oh, oh, gosh, this is a, yeah, I don't want to break my nail here. Oh, I got it. All right. So you're probably going to have to put it closer to the camera. I don't know. You can see how thick it is. Ooh. Yes. Well, yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. What so um, it, scent is it? Um, I'm sorry. What did you say? Cut out. What scent is it? Um, the scent. You said Oh, um, the scent he used. Uh, okay, so we have an entire freaking. We went to um, one of my favorite stores one day, and they have like the best selection of essential oils. So we went crazy. Okay. And then went to Target about like a whole nother pack. So I know he used black pepper and the, in the lube. Um, and, uh, he used love potion. Um, I think you said you use lavender or you langy lang. Uh, yeah. So it has the black pepper for warming. Um, uh, 
array of different like citrus, yeah, um, citrus type scents and he likes and citrus a lot. Um, so. And Ooh, uh, something one. to balance the oh no. So the first one she showed you was actually the south. So that one. Uh, that one has like, Peppermint, um, uh, like what's the faint like a common, a common essential oil, starts with a tea or something like that. Turmeric. Turmeric has turmeric in it, um, and other stuff for like healing was that one, and then the one that she just showed you now, that one is the lube and massage. I don't know if you can see how like smooth and glistening my hand is. It's great. I'll have to dish you a little out and you and hubby can, uh, you know, get started on the honeymoon. Um, <laughs> so, that's so bad. That's so bad. Um, yes. So he did a great job. And these were off of our recipes. So yes. So we now have a reference. We will definitely need, I, next time we do it, I will not forget the beeswax. I will not forget the shea butter. Because um, that's that was definitely needed. Even though the recipe was like you don't have to have it, you can use shea butter. It's so much better with the mm -hmm. um, yeah with the beeswax. And it was a little difficult to find, but once we found it, um, Amazon. Yeah, well, Amazon for everything. But yeah, um, so yeah, like so it's great. It is you know definitely want to you know keep with our crate and elevate. I definitely want to have a couple more events like this. This we could probably do virtually. Um, on that one and you know, especially because everybody would be at home and they could be next to their mixer. It definitely has to go in the fridge, you know, so My my little mistakes in rushing that day caused us to skimp little things But I'm sure everybody's concoction still ended up great. And also the difference uh, this isn't using the uh, Distillate or oh, yeah, yeah, we so use, this is uh, actual uh, flour flour uh, okay. Infused into uh, coconut oil and then, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's even more. Um, that's more. That's even more digestible for somebody to be able, like we say, you know, if, if we partnered with Trees of Knowledge, for example, and had a box together and be like, all right, you're gonna get an eighth of, of, of shake, you know, and they're gonna decarb it, and um, you know. So I think that at, that actually would be. We should maybe we should start working on on a virtual event because yeah. I think that actually would be really cool to be going through that live and like. You know, have people put their flour in the, the oven to decard for 25 minutes and we play a game or do something like that during that time. Yeah. Chapel Kingdom shake mix works wonders. You saw it? Chapel Kingdom. Yeah. I yeah. Actually I if we do that, I may try to get the hookup from Chapo, because their yeah, their shake is fire. Um, so yeah, so um totally just like off topic. Still have there. one more question. Yes, I know you have another question. Um I'm like Oprah, I remember. I just had it and it slipped my mind. Come back to me. It'll come back to you. So I'll keep talking. And then as soon as it comes back. All right. So really quickly. Um, oh, it came back. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was easy. All right. Uh, so last, uh, I think it was, I just watched the episodes, but I think it was the second episode, uh, Popcorn Tomorrow's episode two. I think that one was around Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And you had the Valentine's Day box. Um, have Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up. Do you guys have a special box for one of those three holidays? We are thinking about Halloween right now, um, but Christmas and Valentine's is what we did last year, so we're trying to 
keep like upping the game for our boxes. Um, so Halloween is on our radar and Thanksgiving's on our radar. Um, we're also looking at changing up the inside of our boxes monthly, um, uh, just so that way we can work with more local artists. So when we have like our Sacramento boxes going out, the That'd be really the good. is created by a Sacramento oh artist. Oh my gosh. And there's so many, there's yeah. so many, that'd be awesome. You know, it'd be really good too, is everybody's into the signs like me and their birthday. Maybe if you had a special birthday box um, yeah. or based on, you know, based on astrological yeah. signs and like the inside of it can, you know, have a whole bunch of Rams in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. So yeah, nobody stole our ideas. We, we got this recorded. <laughs> Um, on it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's really good. So um, with the people that you've hired, are are you hiring people that are helping you to kind of come up with that, those ideas or, or, you know, these ideas that you're brainstorming, you know, with uh, that or, you know, how, how, um, how have you kind of come up with this, the marketing plan that you have right now? Definitely through brainstorming with other people, um, brainstorming with people in the community, doing research. Um, on Thursdays, we have our weekly meetings. Um, everyone jumps on the Zoom call and we just go through all the stuff that we're working on. And then we have brainstorming sessions. Um, and we're just trying to figure out the best way to get our name out there. So if we can't track results from a marketing like strategy, then we take it back and we try to do something different so we can get those results. We can track those results. Yeah. Um, so it's just been interesting to see all the creative things we've come up with, like the art shows that we've done, um, doing the billboards. We um, did some gas station ads. We did porn. Oh, nice. um, so we've just been doing a bunch of different things to get our name out there. And we're just, we're having fun with yeah. all different creative ways. And it's going to be interesting to see how we form our outreach program because like, it's another way that we can like support the community, you know, and like get our yeah. name out there. Well, I mean, I think you have a great um, business model for that. You know, subscription boxes have only grown. I remember, you remember my very first subscription box that I, that I saw and I was like, babe, I think I'm in, like, I used to follow this blog and she would follow all this. I, I mean, I was like, I want that one and that one and that one. Like I, I just, and this was, I was still working. So I'm going to say this is like seven years ago, probably like six, seven years ago. Um, and I, and I was like, this is definitely, Oh, this is like the wave of the future. And now that everybody, you know, orders Amazon and Postmates and you get everything delivered, why wouldn't subscription box services make sense to you? So I think that's, that's really awesome. You definitely have a, um, a great business model to be able to outreach and teach other people. Um, you know, about creating a, a subscription box service or even just, you know, opening a business. Um, you know, you, there's definitely a lot of outreach that you can do other than uh, like community outreach and volunteering and whatnot. You can definitely provide some education and things as well that adds to your brand awareness. Did so, you guys, did you do your website or did you guys have a, a web designer? Design your um, website? So we hired two web um, designers to be on our team, um, web developers to be on our team. So um, they did this along with um, someone that we hired to do our marketing. So it was a joint effort with a few mm. of our team members. Okay, that's good. So you kind of got them as a package deal. That kind of that yeah. helped. Yeah, good, good. Have you ever utilized services like Fiverr or? Um, I used Fiverr to create our logo when I first okay. 
kickstarted the idea. They get back um, to you quick, don't they? You could be like yeah. $5 and then like somebody from Tel Aviv is hitting you up with like 17 different, yeah, I did that. And, but I was kind of like, yeah, I can do better on Canva. So I yeah, so like I work <laughs> for our logos. Um, but then after that, um, I was trying to do in-house everything. So like with, um, even with our IT team, everything's like in-house. We're trying to do everything ourselves and not outsource just because yeah. It keeps the budget low when you do yeah. it yourself. Yeah. You know? yeah. so, like, do it until think, you can't do it anymore. Like, yeah, do it until exactly. you physically can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, to us, like, I truly believe, like, in the Microsoft, you know, how, like, they saw Bill Gates started in his garage with, like, mm -hmm. a shitty computer. Mm -hmm. He had mm -hmm. shitty tools. He was in a hot garage. Like, that's what, like, and he's very successful, obviously. So, like, I feel like we have put out the best that we could, which was, very little and we have been super successful so we're able to prove that like what we're doing is working and now we're yeah. able to slowly build up a budget and like start you know like having better websites having more marketing opportunities so like we've been having fun with like building up uh, a budget you know we've been having yeah. fun being able to do more as we continue to grow so like having the billboards up, that was a big moment for us because it was like, yes, like this is powerful. Like when we had the gas station up, the gas station ads up, that was a really cool moment for us. I Just, wish I would have seen it. Where were the the billboards located? We were all in Oakland. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's yeah. why I didn't see it. Was, yeah. <laughs> It was open, but like, it was just like a cool like moment for us to be like, yeah, like we're doing this. Like we got, yeah. we got this going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, are billboards expensive here? I mean, it like definitely. Um, the digital ones are the way to go. Okay. Um, to be a hundred percent honest. Um, just because you don't have to pay to print it. That is where it gets hella expensive. Oh, I even think about, I've never yeah. thought about that. So we didn't really consider, also it's hard with cannabis because 78% of the people that see it have to be above the age of 21. Um, and also it has to be privately owned. And of course, if you say cannabis, the price goes up. Um, really? So and I, I was under the impression that billboards were the most cost effective and easiest way for cannabis companies to go because it was so, it was so, um, it was just like a burgeoning thing that all of a sudden that's where all the advertising was, you know, I, you know, two, three years ago. Um, now, you know, you can advertise on your, you know, yourself, social media, YouTube, whatnot. Um, but I thought that that was maybe a cheaper issue, but I'm mean, a cheaper uh, option and that it wasn't that difficult, but yeah, that all makes sense. No, if yeah. it's a privately owned and you find a good person, it's super easy. It's just difficult to find the privately owned ones that are yeah. open. It's kind of like Google and social media. They're just like not open to the idea of cannabis. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts until like somebody in their family needs it and they're like, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, wow, that is um, awesome. I'm so happy that, you know, I know that you said, you know, things that kind of slowed down. You had some subscribers that were like, I just can't do it. You know, and I was just kind of, you know, I was you know, hoping and praying and, and putting all positive energy out there that, you know, you weren't um, going to have to completely scale back. But oh, it no. looks like you, you know, you did uh, my, your pivot um, and you did that. And people wondering why I said it like that. 
mm-hmm. friends. If you know friends, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, but you you definitely adjusted very well. And I think that you've done what we were purposed to do coming out of this, this pandemic. You know, I've said it before. I think the universe is basically telling us, y'all have a seat. You're screwing it up. You don't have it. I got this. Um, and that we were all supposed to take something away from it. So knowing that you are kind of coming out, coming ahead and even improving upon your, your business and the opportunities, um, you know, I'm going to give you your roses, girl, your crown. That is awesome. Thank you. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely mean that. I'm so happy that not only my friend, but work together. Yes. Yes. I was, he was going to ask, he wanted to know what the, um, the IG video that you discussed earlier. Oh yeah, so the, um, we sent um, Stacy Doyle this uh, monthly box, and um, this is the video that she created. Um, it's a stop motion video, so it's all photography. And I thought it was just really cool that this is what she came up with all on her own. That's awesome. So let's see. You're gonna, are you gonna pull it up over there? Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't see it. At what point? It's smaller. I see it now. That's so cool. That's a really good um, kind of marketing tool for you or, you know, um, promotion. Maybe it's to see who can, you know, create the best content. Yeah. Um, and then get like a couple, I'm, I'm just like making decisions for your business. I'm like, and then they get three free months of a box. Like, <laughs> like I'm on the board or something. This is what we're going to do. No, <laughs> that's really cool though. So that's, that's the opportunities that are coming um, towards you. That's amazing because, you know, I know that you have some competition and there's a couple other boxes out there that are coming out and that are, you know, um, owned by people of color, um, but it's not becoming saturated. Oh, that's really cool. Watching yeah, um, Nug came out with their own box. Um, they did. Shut up. Yeah. Um, a couple other people have come out with boxes and yeah, like there's enough room in the market. I am not at all worried. Um, there are a ton of makeup subscriptions. There's right. a, ton of gas yeah. a lot of intersections. There's like four gas stations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they're all able to work out. Then like we can work out all too. Like it's right. fine. Um, yeah. There's an AM PM on every corner. There's a McDonald's. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's yeah. interesting because we are all approaching the subscription service differently. We oh, okay. all have our foot in it in a different way, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Like I partner with dispensaries, Get Nug, or sorry, not Get Nug, Nug. Um, they are able to do everything because they have- Directly out of their, yeah, yeah. their brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting to see how like we're all approaching it and how we're all executing it and how it all looks different even though we are all providing cannabis in a box. Yeah. So someone, you know what I mean? Like what's inside. It's definitely a benefit for you and for anybody else, you know, that can, you guys can separate yourselves apart because if someone's really a connoisseur, they're probably going to try more than one box. You know, um, if they can afford it, they may have more than one subscription. Um, you know, so that is, um, you know, that's, that's very promising and something that, is inspirational, you know, to keep you going. It's not something that you're like, oh, it's an obstacle because I got, you know, A, B, and C that looks, you know, my box is green and theirs is, you know, teal or whatever it may be. So, um, and I did forget to put the box out, so don't be mad at me because normally I have it out. Um, but speaking I of, <laughs> I see, uh, he's been showing it too. 
But speaking of um, sponsorships, I definitely wanted to tell you guys a little bit about how not only, of course, you know, I have the hookup with the subscription box services, you know, I know, I know the boss, you know, I have the hookup with flower. Um, I have the hookup on the education, uh, you know, the events, cause it's what I do, but let's get you hooked up in the intimacy department. You know, I have the lube, but maybe you're needing a little something different. Maybe your man is needing a little boost um, for a couple of different reasons. And we have a great sponsor, which is Blue Chew. And Blue Chew can definitely help you out with that. Um, Blue Chew is a great, um, in a way, kind of subscription service. Um, it's not a box service, but you will be able to get, you know, the, the, the little blue pill. Um, and it's not, what we all know is a little blue pill, but it is something that can definitely help if there's any issues with, you know, any type of dysfunction, um, any type of maybe you just wanted to, you know, take it from 100% to 120%. You know, you're trying to blow her back out. Um, and maybe it's anniversary time. I don't know. <laughs> Do you? Um, but what is great about it is that you don't have to go and make a doctor's appointment. You don't have to feel embarrassed. You can just go ahead and go onto the website and there are licensed uh, physicians there that will go through the process with you and make sure that you have the best um, product um, and you know and uh, you will get it in a nice little discreet package directly to your home uh, after you know movie night or after you guys have you know drank a little Tito's or whatever it is that you do to get in the mood <laughs> go ahead and pop that you know let your little friend take over and uh, we are going to help you out because we have a discount code. What? Um, yes, of course, of course, of course. I'm going to hook you up. So we have a Blue Chew. I believe it's MJ Maven. Yep, MJ Maven. You'll find it in the links and we'll make sure to post it on everything as well. Just in case I made a boo-boo and I didn't have that right. But uh, Blue Chew, let me just tell you, okay? I may or may not know some experience. What's their website? It's great. Bluechew.com. I'll send you a link, girl, because it is look. They have I'm, social media. They do. They have social media as well. They do. They have uh, Twitter. They have IG. Look, they're in the game. They're, they they know what they're doing. They're, they're not playing. They are providing more than one service and, and allowing you more than one way to be able to get in contact with them. Um, what I love is just the, the anonymity that is associated with it. You know, So you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to talk to your friend. You don't have to ask your friend for one of his. Um, you don't have to try to steal from your dad or your grandpa. Just go ahead and get your own prescription. You'll be good. You know, you'll be good. So yeah, so Bluetooth, that's the one that's gonna hook you up. So not only, you know, you know, Minaj with Mary Jane Maven, we hook you up with the treat, we hook you up with the knowledge, and we're gonna hook you up with the, you know, improvement and the elevation on your sexual wellness as well. So yeah, so Bluetooth. So that is, uh, thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. Um, you know, this is a way that we're able to keep this going. And so if you guys want to be able to show support that way, Definitely click on the link and get yourself a little bit of Bluetooth. Um, so speaking of Bluetooth, speaking of what it can do for, you know, that that good member that would be a counterpart for some good old WAP. Good old WAP. <laughs> we are going to jump into the bullshit here before we take off tonight because I feel like because we haven't like talked, we're like catching up like it's a normal phone call. So I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on the time here. But let's talk about WAP. I know that you said you've only seen a portion of it, which is a travesty. I'll watch the uh, whole thing, I swear. Girl, I'm sorry. You need to watch it, then like stop it, and then like have commentary, and then watch it again. 
right. um, and then learn the choreography, and then 100%. no, I'm kidding. Um, no, guess I'll definitely learn it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I could see you dropping down and do that. I can see you. Well, uh, we're we're gonna show a little bit of it, what we can show. But I I love the song. I think that it's super empowering. Uh, it slaps. Um, if you are a woman who, you know, is sexual and you're secure in your sexuality and you have somebody that likes to get that wop, then of course you like it. Cause you're like, Hey, this is what I do to you. I mean, when Megan says she's going to spell out her name, I'm like, girl, what you said you're going to do what, mm -hmm. um, the visuals flawless. Um, they both look beautiful. Um, the routine the choreography dope. Yeah. Um, I love that they highlighted other women. Um, I don't understand you haters that are so upset about Kylie Jenner. Like, so the fuck what? Um, she looked bad. I am totally basing my Halloween costume off <laughs> of this video. I don't care if we have a Halloween or not. I will be wearing what I found. And I don't care if I'm around my house. I don't, I don't care. I am about to, yeah, I'm about to represent my walk. Yes. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I know you listen to like, a, you know, you're eclectic with your music as, as, you know, just like I am. Um, are you, are you a Cardi B fan? Are you a, um, a Megan Thee Stallion fan? What, yes. what do you think about it? Oh, I love Cardi B. Uh, She's wrong, right? Uh, yes. I listen to her a lot. Um, especially when I need like a pump up, like I need to feel empowered. Yes. Yeah. Bodak Yellow is where I go. Oh, we were um, bumping it yesterday. Now, when I want to feel yeah, ratchet, I you know. Heels. I want I want to get a pair of high heels now with, like, red on the bottom. So right? I, like, my bloody shoes, yeah. Uh, I want to like, walking around feeling like a badass. Yes, <laughs> and when Mix and Mingle opens back up, then we, we could do that. We yeah. our red bottom. Um, Trevor Fong from Mix and Mingle will be here at the uh, on the 30th of September, guys. So um, hopefully we'll get a little, you know, uh, I mean, he doesn't have a crystal ball, but maybe we'll get some information on what's to come or what's in the future for Mix and Mingle. I know we had a blast. Our picture is actually up right here on my cork board. I look over and it's it's of us. Yes, we had a good time. That was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so I wasn't, I was, I didn't dislike Megan Thee Stallion. I didn't know any of her songs except for Savage, and that's because of TikTok. Um, but I definitely went and listened to um, her, you know, her discography and The Girl's Fire. So I am now, I don't know what her fans are called, the Stallions, or I don't know, the, the Cavs or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I am that. She is fire. Um, now, have you heard about what happened with her and getting shot? Turn, you know, you're, you're a country mate. No. Tory Lanez. Uh, yeah, so Tory Lanez is a rapper, R&B kind of guy, I guess a rapper. And um, probably about a month ago now, maybe almost a month, um, they were hanging out, Megan Stallion, um, uh, dude, Tory Lanez, um, Megan Thee Stallion's like best friend, like maybe a worker or something. And they were all kicking it at Kylie Jenner's house. I guess she had a pool party. Um, earlier that night, they were on Instagram live. You could tell that Tory Lanez was, was drunk. Um, you could tell that Megan Thee Stallion was a little irritated with just like he was messing up her IG live. Well, the next morning, everything comes out that Megan Thee Stallion was shot and that Tory Lanez was arrested for it. 
Um, now she didn't say anything. So it was just the, it was, uh, her, her hairstylist, um, tweeted something about it or put something on Instagram, which basically was like, he did it, then deleted it. Like everybody does. Like people don't have the opportunity to read it or screenshot it or whatever else. Um, her friend came out and said something. Um, her bodyguard came out and said something. So all, you know, common sense pointed to Tory Lanez. She never said anything. Um, she wouldn't say anything. And so people were saying, well, like, you know, well, she must have had something to do with it. Um, I don't know the truth to whether or not they were dating, but she's like 6'10", and he's like 5'1". Um, so, you know, there was a, you know, the the banter was going around, the narrative was going around that she was getting aggressive with him and that he was defending himself. Well, come to find out two days ago when she decided to come out, come clean and say, he shot me, his PR and everybody has been going around spreading stories, contacting the media saying that, you know, it was me, that it was, you know, a toxic kind of environment and that he was protecting himself. They had gotten into like, he was basically turned up is what I gathered from it. She got out the car, was five minutes away from home, her house that she's renting, was walking away, and he shot her in the feet or foot. Yes. So now there, I mean, before there was a whole petition to get him deported back to Canada. Um, he already had felony, so pretty good chance that that will happen. But yeah, yeah. So that's an update in the pop culture world for you. Um, yeah, that's also my, like, slap the shit out of you moment. Like, Tory Lane's like, come on. And then for all the people that's calling Megan the Stallion a snitch, shut up. Somebody needs to slap the taste out of your mouth. That is not what a snitch or what a rat is, like, at all. Um, come on now. And let's protect women. And of course, let's protect black women. And you guys are not doing that. Um, you know, are you angry, you know, keyboard gangsters on Twitter? Go find a hobby. Go get that dad or mom or whoever's not didn't love you. Get them to give you a hug and shut the hell up. Like legit. Um, yeah, so that's my angry moment. And we're done. All right. So we're gonna quickly roll into giving a oh, oh, okay. I wanna talk about oh, I wanna talk about no jumper, but I feel like it's been so long. Um <laughs> I think we'll talk about that on, on the new mini pod, um, staying sane with Mary Jane. So you guys make sure that you look out for that, have those notifications ready so that you can find out when those new episodes drop. Um, I'll give you guys a little bit of a teaser. If you guys watch no jumper, if you have heard about Selena Powell and her friend Eliza on no jumper, Eliza's from SAC. I've done my research. Yes. Um, she's the one that, bragged about sucking off seven penises of a basketball team and one night on her 21st birthday. Yeah. Oh girl, you need to watch No Jumper. You no, yes. I need to watch it. Yeah. You do. <laughs> huh? And and swallowing all seven. Oh, and swallowed it all. All seven. Yeah. So you go girl. Trooper. Trooper. Uh, you go. Not mad you at you, girl. girl. If you you're gonna do a job, do your best job, especially <laughs> that type of job. So don't Shout ever out. do a job half-assed. Do it full-assed. Nope. <laughs> Shout out to the blowjob Bettys from Sacramento. Fire. So um, finally, what we're going to talk about here is, uh, as I mentioned in the first episode, um, 
I want to, you know, shout out either a content creator, a black business owner, um, somebody that's doing great things within cannabis. Um, and they are either, you know, affiliated and associated with helping out the equity and the diversity, or they are a person or a woman of color. Um, this week, We've already shouted out Trees of Knowledge, so give one more shout out to them if you guys are looking for a really good delivery service, especially out here in like the Elk Grove, South Sac kind of area. I know that they, you know, they uh, service that area. Um, very fairly priced. If you get on Wee Maps and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, looking through, try them first. They're one of the um, most cost effective ones. Um, but I do want to give a special shout out to Crystal Nugs and the owner. Um, and please forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, but I believe it's Maisha um, Bahati. And she is, you know, the owner. She is a graduate of Sacramento Equity um, Program. And she just, um, she's been kind of showing a little bit of her having her own flower. So not only does she have the first woman-owned and black Black women-owned delivery service within Sacramento, um, and I believe this kind of Northern California area, other than the Bay. But now she is a uh, she has a flower, so she has pre rolls, and I believe she's going to have loose flower. Um, she is also a stylist and a fashion designer, so I wholeheartedly, you know, can envision and see that she's going to be, you know, intertwining the two. That'll probably be her next venture. But if you guys don't know anything about her, Google her. There's been tons of stories. She's very much involved within the equity um, and uh, making sure that Sacramento has a great program. So, you know, this uh, shout out, these roses, this crown um, this week is going to be given to Crystal Nux. And thank you for being the inspiration and being the catalyst um, for so many other businesses um, and, you know, and uh, helping out. Sacramento to grow and grow, especially within people of color and women and women of color within the industry. So shout out to you, ma'am. Thank you so much. So that is um, all that I actually have. I have a couple other things written down here, but we're not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to save it. Um, what I would like to do is give you the opportunity to go ahead and shout out everything about you. This is your moment to shine. Here's your spotlight. Um, and then from there, I am going to go ahead and introduce our slap of the week, which is going to be our outro. This is a very inspirational song. And I think that we need to look back into the song to kind of be a, a song of this movement that we are venturing into. Um, not only as black people and black lives matter, but as a society. So I'll talk about that in a moment, but here is the spotlight. I wish I had like a spotlight. I can really shine on you. Go right ahead, huh? Share, wow. share it all out. What do you want me to share about? Um, Everything, girl. You could share, you know, what you have for dinner. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> just yeah, once again, give your your uh, social media. You know, let everybody know really quickly how your um your subscription box service works. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, give the website and um yeah, and then yeah. you know, you're gonna be on here. I'm sure like another ten times. So we'll, we'll share. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> perfect. Um. So I service monthly.com services, Sacramento, Oakland, um, San Francisco, the East Bay area, all the way to San Jose. Um, all you have to do is go on our website, enter in your information. If you're not sure if we deliver to you, you can enter in your zip code um, on monthly.com and it will let you know immediately if we deliver to you or not. Um, we have four different boxes that we offer. One is a puff box and it has flower, vapes, uh, pre-rolls, and you can customize it. If you don't want vapes, that's okay. 
If you only want pre-rolls, you only want loose flour, that works for us. You can let us know if you want sativa, indica, or everything. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, so it, you can fully customize the box. We also have edible boxes. Um, we have CBD boxes. We have a sampler box that offers you a little bit of everything, so that way you can try everything nice. if you don't know how you want to consume cannabis. And then inside our box, there's information on what you will experience, what the products are great for, um, what the high will be like. So that way you're fully informed before you start consuming. And it allows yes. people the opportunity to plan a little bit. Um, and, and be educated and yes. you know, going into it. Yeah, yeah. And our boxes are $100 each month. Um, and then the value of the box is over 150 So not only are you getting a bunch of products every single month, but you're also saving money while doing so. I mean, you can't beat it with a stick. Okay. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, that's awesome. And, and as she said, you know, she partners with, you know, um, local dispensaries, local delivery services, and, you know, a good amount of that time, the businesses and the brands are local, um, or at least local to California. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so great products. I know that the few times that we've had you on and you brought a box or, you know, I've opened my box, it's been fire. We were really lit on um, part two. <laughs> Uh, we were super lit from everything that was in the box. Um, it was an awesome time though, but yeah, so it's a great service. You guys, if you want to be able to gift it to someone, you can, um, you know, I wanted to send my mother one, my grandmother one, you're able to do that. Um, as long as they're within the service area, of course. Yeah. And we have um, their ID, we have their information. Um, there is like things that we have to meet like with the laws. So if you want to give it as a gift, you can always email us and we can break down what you have to do. But it's fairly straightforward. Awesome. Fantastic. It's as easy as possible. Yes. Now, um, one last question. If you could right now, I can make any wish come true, but you only get one. And there's one brand um, that you would be able to put in the box and work with for eternity. Do you have a brand like that in mind? Do you have a favorite one? Oh, Is there just like a no. brand? No, I don't want to like, in all honesty, I would love to work with just like the local mom and pop shops. Nice. Um, I love working with the smaller dispensaries. Um, there's a lot of people that are in this industry to make a book. Mm -hmm. um, the green rush. A of, yeah. There, yeah. It's the green rush. Yeah. Very yeah. Good way to put it. Um, so I noticed that a lot of the big corporations, they don't they don't grow naturally. Um, there's a lot of money thrown into it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Like a lot, of, we're learning a lot about some of those big. I don't want to name my names, but like we're learning a no, lot. I, yeah. In the news, it's coming mean. out. In the news, it's coming out that like some of them were not operating correctly. Yep. They were not following all the laws. Um, it's coming out in the news. So I don't like, that just scares me that a lot of people are in this for the wrong reason. For the wrong reason. Yeah. Or and because they like enjoy the product. They believe in the product. They see yes. the benefits of it. They understand um, the power of the flower. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it's not, and they'll be eradicated. Powers. They'll be eradicated. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe in that, you know, as it becomes more normalized. Um, and, you know, there's other more pressing issues to bring to the forefront, but that is part of the social injustice is that you know, people of color 
the biggest uh, hurdle for a lot of people is the monetary aspect of it. So then you go out and you get investors and then you end up just becoming a glorified manager when you really should be the owner. You know, you yeah. become part of a portfolio. And that's part of the problem that lends to what we were just talking about. You know, people were just throwing money places, adding this and this and that into a portfolio, you know, so that they can fatten their pockets. But they don't care about the progression of it and how it's going to help people medicinally and how, you know, we just have the right to use it recreationally if we feel. Um, so I love that you are staying true to, you know, to your purpose of, of, of wanting to be in the industry. Um, I think that's awesome. I, I totally think that's awesome. And I, you know, I send you many kudos for that. Cause if it were me, I'd be like, what's up, Matt Barnes, Sacramento, um, what's up, Viola? No, um, Mike Tyson. No, I don't. That's just, that's, that's really cool. And because of your, um, your truth and your honesty and, um, the fact that you're doing it for the right reason, you're going to have an opportunity like that. It's going to fall in your lap, whether, you know, you're looking for it or not. So you're going to be rewarded in that way. I'm psychic. Just we'll come back on the show and you can tell everybody when I'm right. Perfect. So, all right. Well, it's been so awesome. Like I said, it's like we were just catching up here. Um, tell hubby, I'm so sorry if I kept you too long, but you know, it's like we haven't talked in forever. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, it better be or I'm going to get him. No. Um, so <laughs> one, one that, I, that I want to uh, end off on here is a little bit of news. I just became the co-host of a upcoming new podcast, which is called the Boondocks Podcast. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, was just asked to join the, the co the host, um, the hosting panel. So I will of course let you guys know when we are getting ready to put out our first episode, it's going to be a review of part of boondocks each episode. You know, we're going to go one by one and we're going to be talking about how it is eerily relatable to today. Um, and just show how shows how prevalent it is and how much we need it back. You know, we, we need that voice. We need that voice of uh, of Riley and um, and Huey. We need it very bad. Um, so I did want to share that with you all. Um, I also wanted to share a song that I think that should kind of be the um, the mascot song for what we're going through right now. I know that this is what I listened to today after finding out about the, you know, the NBA and reading some of the idiotic tweets of people and their opinions. Um, and what just really stood out to me is Kendrick Lamar's We Gonna Be All Right, which I know was a uh, kind of the song that we went to a couple of years ago. Um, but you know, this man won a Nobel Peace Prize for a reason. Um, and so, it's definitely a, uh, a song that's very telling. I know that it helps me to kind of refocus and to not feel so shitty, especially with everything that's going on. Um, so I just want to share that with you guys and uh, have that be my slap of the week. So kind of wanted to go out on that. We may play it. We may not. If not, get on your Spotify or YouTube music, whatever it is. Listen to it before bedtime. All right. So once again, I do want to thank my good friends, um, the awesome um, Brie. Um, I do want to congratulate her because she, I've been calling, you know, her fiance hubby, but I've been calling him that since like day one, but she <laughs> is newly engaged as well, planning a wedding. So yay for that. Um, you're having a pretty good damn 2020. Uh, not turning I mean, out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I have a silver lining. That's the way we're looking at it. We yeah. have something to look forward to for 2021. 
Absolutely. And you know what else you have to look forward to? Me being at your wedding. No, I'm kidding. Um, October 9th. Yeah. 21, save the date. That would be awesome. Um, so, yes, no, uh, once again, I just can't say it enough how much I appreciate you, how much I love you, um, how much I appreciate your friendship and your collaboration. And um, I will be sending over these wealth of ideas that I've been jotting down here. Um, but, yeah, you get to enjoy the rest of your evening with yeah. your boo. Um, hi, if you can hear me. Um, we appreciate your time. And thank you so much for having me. I love spending oh, time with you. No, same here, same here. Please tell mom and dad I said hello. I can't wait to see her. It's been forever. I hope she's doing well. And you guys go ahead and check out monthly. Um, mm -hmm. check it out on IG. Um, I'll be posting about it as well. And uh do yourself a favor, you know, during this coronation. Give yourself a treat. Monthly mm -hmm. subscription box service is that treat. All okay. right. <laughs> you said go. Oh, yes. MJ10 is MJ Maven. Sorry, MJ Maven 10. Thank you. The hubby, just say it loud and proud. Like they know you're here and you remind me of shit. So, yes, MJ Maven 10. If you guys can't remember that, get with me. Um, maybe I can get an affiliate code. That'll make it easier. I'll post it on my. Um, my bio or you know or my links or something but everybody thank you so much for joining us for the third episode of menage with the mary jane maven we love you i appreciate you hanging out with us thank much you. love to you you guys have a great night thanks so much guys thank you thank you Monthleaf is the monthly cannabis subscription service for Northern California. They offer a variety of boxes that you can customize to fit your preferences. Each box will always have a value exceeding $150, but all you have to pay is just $100, and that's each month.